After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. They tell you what they know. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. The podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast. Recording this live on a Friday night after the Kings go to Indiana. After getting snubbed last night. No wall stars. Well, they won without an all-star tonight, huh? Oh. Huh? The Kings, these underdog Kings, somehow the fifth seed in the NBA's Western Conference without an all-star find a way to get it done. No, it was a balanced performance from the Sacramento Kings, so bonus was huge. 26 points, 11 mm-hmm. rebounds, 7 assists. His 30th straight double-double, setting a new franchise record single-season mark for double-doubles in a row. De'Aaron Fox dropped 25 points, a career-high six steals in this one. HB was big with 22. And how about Malik Monk bouncing back in a big way? He had 23 points and six assists along with five rebounds. Most importantly, the Kings got the W, beating the Pacers tonight 133 to 122 each and every one of our podcasts presented by our friends over at northwest exteriors check out our website trustnorthwest.com. i'm juice mason that's morgan reagan for all the people watching us live on youtube or watching us later on youtube we're more than aware that you're hearing <laughs> crappy laptop audio correct for the audio people are like what are you saying you sound great so just so you guys know we are in downtown san francisco tonight we're on king's pre and post game when the kings are on the road it's done at the NBC studios in downtown San Francisco. Correct. Kings play again tomorrow. Second night of back-to-back. We're both doing that game. So we're staying night in San Francisco and doing the podcast from San Francisco. So there you go. Morgan Reagan, how are you doing tonight? Um, I am fantastic. I love a Friday night uh, basketball game. I almost said football game. <laughs> I love a Friday night football game. And I love a Friday night win. There's just something about the energy. Um, We talked about it a little bit in our pregame show. It's way more fun when the Kings play together, and it's a a team win. Everyone's feeling good. Free-flowing, fun, joyful basketball from the Sacramento Kings tonight. Well, you had six guys in double figures tonight. You had four players with 20 or more. And just some background on tonight's game, Tyrese Halliburton did play Mm -hmm. in this game. But Carlisle put an interesting twist on things. Of course, Tyrese is still trying to come back from that injury. Last couple of games for Indiana, he started and played 22 minutes but did not play in the fourth quarter in losses to the Celtics and Knicks. Tonight, we go, oh, McConnell's in the starting lineup. Tyrese isn't playing. No, no, no. Tyrese ends up coming off the bench 
for the Indiana Pacers, but still only plays 21 minutes in this game. They were also without Miles Turner and no Jalen Smith. Uh, for the Sacramento Kings, though, Morgan, what's your what's your biggest takeaway? What's the first thing that jumps to your mind when you think about this Kings win against the Pacers? I think because it was the day after uh, the All-Star announcement, it was a really nice way for De'Aaron Fox and Domas Sabonis to really shove it to all the NBA coaches. And you said it over and over again on the post-game show. Are the NBA coaches not paying attention? Are they not watching this? Have they not seen him play? Because how these two play tonight, which, by the way, Domas plays like this consistently throughout the entire this season. This is nothing new. De'Aaron Fox yeah. has done this almost the entire season, except his dip in January. And it was just nice to see that they proved to the NBA. You know, it's always that game after where the NBA world wants to go, see, that's oh. why they're not all-stars. No, no, and, and think about mm. this one. All right, let's just play the alternate Ooh. view of it. Okay. Imagine tonight, so Sabonis and Fox obviously don't get named to the all-star yes. game. Then... Fox and Sabonis struggle against the Pacers, you know, of course, they're and they're tied together because of the Halliburton-Sabonis trade, yep. and the Pacers went on the second night of a back-to-back. Social media would be like, told you so. Oh, you thought those guys were all-stars? Yep. And so, look, that stuff doesn't technically matter, but for me, it, it, was, it was more about, all right, this team came to your place a couple of weeks back, shorthanded, and slapped you around. You made it close at the end, but we all know the game, that game was not close at all. And I felt like it was important for everyone to play well. They needed to bounce back after that Miami game where if they play a little better, I think they probably escape with a win. Sure. I thought tonight was a nice bounce back. Although that first quarter was bad. I mean, defensively, it was really bad from the Sacramento Kings. They were outscored 39 to 38 in the first quarter. The defense was just atrocious mess it it was you had guys with the pacers moving without the basketball with ease it was the way that they were curling 20 points in the paint in the first quarter and deuce you talk about the points in the paint i mean at the half you were talking about it you said it i believe they had 48 points in the paint no they had 38 points in the paint points in the paint at the half and deuce said look the Kings need to hold them to 60 points in the paint and they will win this game. And I said, ha ha, you're crazy. That's only 22 points or whatever it is. Yes. And you're like, watch, they will do it. What did they end up with? 58 points in the paint. The Pacers did not do as good of a job in the paint as they did in that first half. And it's because of the Kings adjustment. It was too easy. I think in the first half, I have the numbers here, actually, my first half box score. The Pacers at the half were 19 of 24 in the paint. Ooh. I mean... That's ridiculous. They, they missed five shots in the paint. They finished 29 of 45. Love it. So a dramatic difference. And Love look, it. the Pacers, I think, too, shot themselves in the foot nor- uh, numerous times. I mean, they threw the ball everywhere. 22 turnovers, 31 points for the Sacramento Kings off those turnovers. But th- I thought the Kings stepped up defensively in a big way as the game went on, Morgan. Yeah. No, I'm I'm totally with you. And I think that's what made it so much fun is that, y- you know, it doesn't matter who you play night in and night out in the NBA, you're going to see roller coaster, lulls, all these different things. It's how you finish the game. And I felt like the Kings did a much better job in that second half. Now you can get down to the four, three minutes left of this game. And it felt like as soon as that backcourt pressure was put on once again by the Pacers, that the Kings started not playing their game as well. But they still found a way to finish off strong in this one, even with every single pacer 
but like punching them in the face in those last couple minutes and the refs just being like, we're not going to call this shit. We don't give a damn. And just letting everybody play a brawl out there. But either way, I just love that the Kings found a way to continue all the way, make adjustments and finish off strong. I have a holy shit Saturday night tonight. No, you don't. And it speaks volumes to where the Kings are at um, in this game and how they approach things after the first quarter. So De'Aaron had 25 points, mm-hmm. 11 of 21 shooting. The free throw stuff we'll talk about in a while. But he had a career-high six steals. Six. After the game, Mike Brown said that they chart deflections mm-hmm. and De'Aaron Fox had 11 deflections in the game. And I'm sure you're sitting at home right now watching on your phone going, what's that mean, Deuce? 11, uh, put that in context for me, basketball mind. Oh, no, Sure, I can do that for you. SGA leads the NBA in deflections per game at 3.6. Okay. De'Aaron's third in the league, okay? 3.6. Fox had 11 deflections tonight. Amazing. 11. The Kings' last game as a team had 11 in the first half, and they had four in the second half, so 15 last game. De'Aaron, 11 deflections tonight. He came out and wasn't like, hey, NBA world, I'm going to go out there and drop 40 because I wasn't an all-star. No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get my buckets. I'm going to attack. If it's Buddy healed on me, <laughs> good night. You can throw whoever on me. I'm going to get you in the mid-range. I'm going to attack the basket, and I'm going to do it on the other end. Some of his on-ball pressure tonight was outstanding. My favorite play, and probably the Sharif Jewelers moment of the Ooh, night. I'm telling you earlier. Dropping it early. He's he switched on the Siakana. I'm telling you, I, I, this is all my speculation. Yeah. I have nothing to back it up, but my, my sense I got watching was he was going at Siakam a little bit for good reason. And I agree. It, it, it was... Probably because Siakam, I don't want to go to Sacramento. I don't get, I'm not going to get any touches. And I think Fox was like, I'm going to show you something. He got defended. He started defending Siakam. He had him in the corner, ripped that ball away, threw it ahead, and he was jawing over at the King's bench a little bit. I loved it. Whether it was personal or not. Yep. It's exactly what you're saying, though. He showed that he was an all-star on both ends of the floor. He got to his spots on the offensive end and showed, okay, you can't stop me here. Then, on the defensive end, he was so active and making sure to capitalize on feeling whether... I'm just saying he looked like he was feeling healthy out there, and I think he was capitalizing on that and being like, I'm feeling good tonight. I'm feeling healthy. I'm feeling quick. So I'm going to make sure that I am using my body to the fullest, and I'm keeping my hands active. I'm getting up, and guys, I'm putting uh, perimeter pressure on. You know, at first there was a few times on TJ McConnell. I was like, does he not like guarding like a shorter, crafty guard like TJ? What is it? But then it felt like over time – just even as a team, they started slowing down guys, and I think that even helped him too. I thought he played really well in this game, so that was really good to see. And I thought Sabonis, same thing. I thought Sabonis came out aggressive. He had 26 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. He also knew he had a couple of steals too. He knew that he could go to work even more mm. without Miles Turner. Not that he's afraid of Miles Turner. He still got an attack Miles Turner in that first matchup, but... He was going at him. And they were being physical with him. I mean, the the amount of contact he was getting tonight. But the most exciting thing about that was he was getting to the free throw line. He shot nine free throws in the game, hit eight of them. I thought Sabonis was great. He was aggressive offensively. And I thought defensively, he had some great contests, staying vertical, 
really strong performance for him tonight. <sighs> and hey, wake up, coach. I mean, I, I like I said, post game. I hope NBA coaches turn on a game like this tonight. I hope you pay attention to what's happening because these aren't empty calories. People are bored, man. They, they, it's this, like I, weird. I, I, you know, I don't understand the notion of people saying like, so bonus is boring. I'm like, yeah, wait, wait. You're talking to me about a guy who can rebound, yep. push it on the break, throw no look passes, drop dimes left and Seriously. right. Gonna get physical and grab rebounds and go. He can score inside. Like, how? How is that not fun to watch? I like, and I said this. I we mentioned this a little bit on the post game show. But when I went into the break room, and the Warriors also uh, are playing a game, and it's an away game, so you had the guys that do the pre half and post game show. You had Bonte, you had Festus, and you had Molly. And Chris Mullen, the Hall of Famer. Festus yeah. Azili, former NBA player. You guys know who I'm talking about. Anyway, these three, I'm all talking about them, about all-star snubs and everything. And they're talking about how, well, Festus was like, well, De'Aaron would get in over Sabonis. Like, just totally pushing Sabonis out of the way. I'm like, do you guys watch Kings basketball? And it's probably not. Like, they're watching so much Warriors. They're watching, obviously, every single night they're watching Warriors. But then I go, oh, you only have the notion, the narrative of what Sabonis did in the postseason against the Warriors, and you're keeping with a, that with, with a you. bad hand. With one hand. Okay, cool. Keeping just want to make that, that with clear. You. Keeping that with you. And I'm like, you guys, are you seeing his triple doubles? He just had his 30th consecutive double double tonight. Tonight. And I'm like trying to, to explain to them his numbers alone and his dominance. And then they're trying to push me and challenge me on the defensive no. end. And I'm like, you guys, what are you watching? And it was yeah, just yeah. interesting I, to me hearing the narrative of even other people and what they're seeing. And I'm like, I, I know Morgan, what I'm watching. Let's be, let's keep it real. What? If Sabonis played for the Warriors, Got it. they'd be trying to build a statue outside Got Chase it. Center. Okay. Number two, <laughs> you also told me, and I didn't hear this. It's, it, it almost sounds unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And I hope it was more of a joke. I think it was a joke. It was a joke? I think. I'm going to put him on blast anyway. It was Chris a joke. Chris Mullen, right? Hall of Famer. This guy tried <laughs> to compare Damanis Sabonis to Troy Murphy. And for longtime NBA fans, go ahead, do me a favor. Or longtime NBA fans, they may know it. But you youngins, you look up Troy Murphy. It, it's embarrassing that he would even joke about comparing He's Sabonis and Trey Murphy. Trolling. That would be like that would be like trolling. that would be like comparing De'Aaron Fox to Speedy Claxton. Okay? It's just like why it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But my point is I thought Sabonis played a hell of a game and I don't know about you Morgan. I I I don't know. I know Fox said he doesn't care about the All-Star mm -hmm. game, right? I, maybe it's about going there and playing, but I I just I do wonder if he and and Sabonis for like, yeah, you know what? We're going to go shove it to him tonight. We're, we're going to go play our game. We're going to dominate these guys and win. Yeah, but I also think they, I think there's a little bit of them that go, we expect this shit. And I say that because you, I mean, how many times, whenever we talk about the narrative, the national narrative with the Sacramento Kings, when we asked Malik Monk about it tonight, you did. You said, you said what he felt about, De'Aaron and Domas being all-star snubs. And he was like, basically, we're used to it. We're the Sacramento Kings. We're used to it. Whatever. Do do what you got to do. We're you there was, it was like, he didn't give two shits. He's like, and we don't care. Whatever. Do your thing. We know what we're about. And I love that attitude. I really do. Even if inside it's 
it's bugging you a little bit, channel that energy into lighting a fire yep. under your ass and being like, F you, I don't need your acc accolades. I don't need you to validate whether I'm good enough or not. I'm going to show it. I'm going to keep winning. I'm going to keep growing. And the growth and the leap that you've seen from those two players to actually be and should be considered and defined as all-stars this year is absolute shit. Let's give some love to the people watching us live right now on YouTube who are dealing with the fact that they're listening to us on MacBook Pro audio on the microphones. I'm so sorry. We are sorry. For the people who are listening later on Apple and Spotify, you're going, what do you mean? You guys sound in the mic sound great. Thank you. You get the clean audio. We're on the road in San Francisco, YouTube people, and our mixers having some issues with the connection with the laptop. So this is what we have to do. And I hope you guys give us another chance if this is your first time watching. Yeah. Otherwise, you're like, who are these clowns? Give us another chance. <laughs> and Rode owes us a brand new yes. mixer. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe to All it does is help our channel grow. Um, another thing I want to bring up, you know, the, I think the bench has been disappointing at times this year. Malik Monk had a really down January, shooting like 40% from the field, just not totally himself. And I thought last game against Miami was one of his more disappointing games because it's one thing to not be scoring, but when you have a goose egg in the assist number for Malik Monk, that's a little striking. Yeah. He had six points. He had zero assists against Miami. Tonight, man, you joked with him post game. Hey, new month. New month. New, new Monk. you. Let's go. He was getting downhill. I thought he did a great job pushing the pace. In that, that game, coming off the bench for Sacramento. And the Kings bench overall tonight, I loved what they provided. Malik came in and he scored. I love him scoring for sure, but he was doing other things. He was getting his teammates involved, whether it was a pick and pop for Trey Lyles, attacking, dishing. He finished with 23 points off the bench. He also stepped up in a big way with six assists, five rebounds, nine of 14 shooting. He didn't miss two free throws. Oh, these free throws are killing me. Uh, what jumped out to you about what Malik Monk did in this game? I think you talking about the pace. He set the tone with, no, no, let's get the ball out quick. Let's go. Let's push. Let's get downhill. They can't stop us. And I felt like at times, you know, whether it was even De'Aaron letting the ball roll up the floor or whoever else, it, it felt like. It, everyone wasn't on the same page. Like, you got to push the hell out of the basketball. Domas, every single time, just goes from rim to rim, doesn't care. And Monk was the other guy, just especially coming off the bench, that continued that type of energy and controlled the game with that. And then also being able to not only bring that type of energy, but contribute and be productive uh, when it came to his scoring and the other categories as well. I believe you said just doing all the little things, still playmaking. You mentioned this on the post game when we were breaking down a few of the highlights, not only going downhill, but the way that he would go try and get that paint touch and just make this such a good pass out to someone like, Trey Lyles, for example, was at the top of the key. It was a little pick-and-pop action, and he throws it to Trey Lyles in his, in that pocket, just perfect for Trey to shoot. Beautiful job. I just love the way that he utilized his entire team. Yeah, and Trey bounced back. He had 13 points, 4 of 5 shooting. He was 3 of 4 from beyond the arc for the Sacramento Kings in his 16 minutes of action. Uh, we saw maybe a couple of surprises tonight off the Kings bench, too. You saw Kessler Edwards come out and play for the Sacramento Kings, played 14 minutes in this game. And, you know, I thought Kessler, when, when I saw him out there, I went, this is interesting. This is an interesting move by Mike Brown. He puts Kessler out there, puts him on Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. And I thought he did a good job. I, I thought his 14 minutes 
you felt him out there. He was active. He didn't try to do too much. You don't need Kessel Edwards taking shots, okay? You need him to make sure to move the ball, make quick decisions. But defensively, can you make sure to stay in front of your guy? And if you don't, make sure you can recover, contest, be long, get vertical, get rebounds. The guy had a couple of steals in this game. He had a block. Deuce. He had four rebounds, and he did that. And there's a couple times he had those great tip-outs Yes. That led to or well, someone else getting the one, rebound. One, he knocked it off the yeah. backboard to make sure that it was like going to get tipped and uh, try and create a second chance opportunity. But you're exactly right. He understood yep. his role tonight. And I think there's other nights these guys understand what what is needed from them, but they still think that they can provide more, as you should as an NBA player. That should be your mindset. But to be able to... Put your, your ego down and really, really somehow have that mental shift to be like, I'm not going to shoot the ball just because I'm open. Yep. I'm going to try and make that extra pass. I'm going to try and create for someone else because those little things kept him on the floor. Remember the other night, even when he w took that little like uh, pump fake, dribble Mid -range baseline shot, yeah. jumper right and i was like that's not a bad shot but it just didn't feel like the best shot even in that possession and i felt like tonight he understood what he needed to do and he did exactly that and davion brought it too i thought davion came out there and played really hard played yep. some good defense was in the right spots deflections the kings were just active and you know, it's it's so helpful when the bench can give you something and they were able to score, but they also did some things defensively tonight that were much needed, especially after that slow start in the first quarter. We talked about so many guys, a Keegan Murray, kind of a quiet night for him from a, just five points, one rebound, one assist. He played 28 minutes, two of seven shooting, one of six from three, missed some good looks. But I thought the job he did, especially to start the second half, Carlisle put Halliburton in the starting lineup in the third quarter, uh -huh. Keegan was on him. Man, dude, Keegan can D up. Keegan can D up. I'm telling you, Man. this guy, even again, this is a great example. It's similar to Kessler, where look, Keegan's coming off a night where he had 33 points. He's knocking down everything. He's the one Kings player that's just bringing it against the Miami Heat. Tonight wasn't as impactful. Other guys were getting in on the action. You have six guys in double figures, as we mentioned, four yeah. or 20 or more. You know, Barnes taking 14 shots. We haven't talked about him yet. But I thought Keegan defensively again, just making plays. Uh, he's just out there, did a great job dealing with Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, he switched on Benedict Matherin for a possession. He's there, Siakam. So I, I was, I, I liked what Keegan did in his minutes, even though it was kind of a quiet night. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I, it, it, in the reason why we can talk about him like this too, because it's not like he was just, oh, dog shit out there. It was like you said doing a little bit of the other things, making sure he was defending when he needed to defend, and other guys were stepping up. And if you're going to have the rest of the team step up and you don't need him to score in double figures that night, that's going to be okay. Now, you hope that he can figure it out and get a little bit more aggressive on the offensive end, especially coming up tomorrow night when they're going to need his legs, especially yeah. since he played under 30 minutes. So, um, yeah, just we'll see what he does tomorrow night. Hopefully he doesn't go in a slump or anything you know harrison barnes the last two games coming into tonight he was two of 16 from three but he was still staying aggressive yes. like he's still taking shots dude the aggressiveness is still here harrison finished with 22 points yes. four rebounds three steals in this one he was nine of 14 shooting 
four or seven from three. He was aggressive, attacking, putting the ball on the floor, going at Siakam a couple of times, yes. knocking down some tough shots, hitting some threes. Good bounce back for HB. It was. It was. And I thought, I I mean, just the way he started the game offensively, being really efficient, like taking shots that worked for him and knocking them down. And then on the defensive end, being super handsy, being active, getting up and guys, doing a good job, really using his strength against someone like Pascal Siakam. There's sometimes where I, I, I go, are you engaged? Are you there? And tonight it just really felt like he was there. And who knows? It could have been one of those things again where it was like Pascal Siakam's here or even some former teammates are you, you're playing against. Whatever it is that helped him play up, I love what he added Ooh. in the starting lineup. He, he ripped Tyrese Halliburton, took yeah, it the I ball did. from him and had a dunk. Uh, the Kings, by the way, as a team, had 15 steals tonight. Ah. 15, led by De'Aaron Fox's six, HB with three, and Sabonis had a couple of uh, steals as well. Love it. Let's talk about Tyrese Halliburton for a second. And, and what the okay. Pacers are trying to do here as he's coming back from injury, this whole 65-game thing is a big topic in the league right now. <sighs> you have to play 65 games to be eligible for postseason awards, including the All-NBA team, MVP, and so forth, right? Well, Tyrese has been banged up and, you know, like the games are starting to go away for him a little bit. Mm -hmm. He's played the last three. Uh, previous two against Boston and New York, he played 22 minutes apiece. He didn't play in the fourth quarter of those games. Pacers were still really competitive. Tonight, he doesn't start, but he plays 21 minutes, 20 and a half minutes, 21 and a half minutes. He had 14 points, one assist, five turnovers. Before we get to how the Kings did against him. Sure. You know, if Indiana is truly doing this with the purpose of, hey, we're trying to work him back after injury. This is what the plan is. This is what we want to do is get him some minutes. He doesn't look totally right out there. No. I don't think, right? If they're doing it truly like, hey, he's good enough to play, but we're limiting his minutes, I respect it. But if this is being done because not only do you have to, play 65 games he used to play 20 or more minutes if this is only being done because Tyrese and the Pacers want him to be eligible for the all NBA team because it, you know that's a lot of money on the line millions I get on the line I for get him. it it's not the right call okay? I agree because not for the team it's it's not good for the team it's just it's clunky just it from is. he's starting the first half or he's he's not starting the first half he's starting the second half he's in He's playing different spots. And I think you have to think long-term here. You know, if he has an injury and he's not clicking all the way, sit him until he's right. Get him right. And so when he's back, he's ready to go where even if he's on a minute restriction, maybe it's a 30-minute yeah. game restriction. Instead, I feel like they're trying to get him in games to play his 20 or so minutes just and to reach the 65 game mark. And I don't think that's the right call at all. It's not the right call. Like, again, I will never probably have a deal where there's 50 something million dollar bonus on the line. Like, I think it's something huge, just millions for him. Right. And uh, so I can't speak to that. Sure. But, he's also not hurting. But it's just well, signed and a that's massive what I was, deal. That's what I was going to say. One, there's already so much money involved and i get you don't ever want to leave any money on the table but so much money involved but two i go okay aren't these numbers that he's putting up in these 20 something games especially if they end up being five turnovers and not doing anything aren't they just going to lower 
all of his percentages. They will, but you know, I mean, the guy's an all-star starter. He's but I, here's, but here's even my point though, too. It's just like it doesn't. Part of the reason why this rule was put in mostly was because of like load management, right? But can we be honest? Availability is the best abil ability. Yeah. Thank you. I always you screw it. that you up. Availability is the best ability. And if you are injured, that's natural. That is going to happen. And that sucks. It doesn't mean that Tyrese didn't do everything he could do to be the healthiest and the strongest he could be in the offseason. Injuries happen, and we look at someone like Joel Embiid, who is trying to do practically the same thing, and we are questioning it like, oh, man, is this going to happen with him where he's going to still have to play 65 games to, to uh, see that MVP award? And now you're seeing he's out with the meniscus tear. And who knows what And just to be clear, there has been an update on the Embiid thing. It, they're not calling it a meniscus tear. Shams put that out immediately kind of got pulled back. Oh, there Jesus. is a meniscus issue for Embiid. Okay. He's going to be reevaluated. Either way. Yeah. Either way, who knows what that means for these games and for him. We've seen these issues with him before. Another thing, Draymond Green had said the other day about Kawhi Leonard winning Defensive Player of the Year this one year, and he was like, he only played 58 games. I would have won it that year. A couple things, Draymond wouldn't have won it that year. That's what people were saying. The second thing, uh, Kawhi had played 64 games that right. year, so he wouldn't have been able to, uh, to, to be able to get that award. My whole point to this is, is like, shit happens, and I get this new rule is put in line, but this new rule was put in line by players and coaches, and Rick Carlisle is one of those main coaches that had a lot to do with this new rule. Yeah. Um, I, I just think they really have to be careful with it. You know, do this for the right reasons. You know, it's it, if, if the guy's not 100%, you shouldn't be playing him, you know, and it, it sucks. You know, it may cost him money, but he's not on a minimum deal, all right? I he, feel bad he, for he's him. Not, he's not calling his dad and mom and going, hey, can I get some, can you Venmo me some money, okay? The guy just signed a massive new contract yeah. with the Indiana Pacers. Yes. He's not hurting. I understand the bonuses. Like, oh, you look, yeah, you want to get yeah. yours. But when we're talking about an injury, dude, just get right. Just get right. Because the reality is the Pacers need him on the floor if they want to reach their ultimate goals, right? This guy is so important to what they do. They make a trade for Pascal Siakam. They need the best version of Tyrese Halliburton, not that playing 22 minutes, not totally feeling right and trying to reach the 65 game mark. I just hope they're doing it for the right reasons. And that that's my biggest thing because I, I just want him healthy. Well, we want him healthy. One, you really like the guy. Yep. Two, he's great for the NBA. And three, you got to think about the Indiana Pacers and how fun they have been this season with their high-powered offense. Dude, they're, they're tough to defend. Their defense is, you know, oh. whatever. But at times, you just see it get scrappy. They all get into guys, and it's fun. But when you're staggering the rotation or messing with it like they are right now with trying to get Tyrese to play, yeah, it's going to screw with them. And that's why tonight with the Sacramento Kings and what they did when Tyrese did come into the game, I liked it. I liked that they went at him on the defensive end. Look, he's injured and he's not the best defender. And then when he was playing offense, they made sure to get up on in him. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, I thought defensively, you know, Kessler did a good job on him, even HB on the switch, but Keegan... Keegan does a great job defensively. Yes, he, he does. just impresses me more and more. It was interesting on the way down to San Francisco today. We were listening to Zach Lowe on the low post. And they were talking about the King situation as the trade deadline approaches. And he was talking to Chris Herring about it. And they were just talking about, like, the Kings feel like they need something, right? They feel yeah. like they need something, but taking a big swing doesn't make sense. And what's the big swing out there? Lowe had mentioned he still kind of likes the idea of maybe Kuzma potentially at Sacramento. But the point I'm going to is, and I encourage you guys to check it out. Um, he was saying, if you told me that Keegan Murray was an all-star in the next four years, I wouldn't bat an eye. Yeah. And more and more people are taking notice of what Keegan Murray is capable of and what he was doing defensively, making Tyrese Halliburton work, staying in front of him, recovering. It's what he's done against multiple guys, whether it's Luca, Steph Curry, Donovan Mitchell, who he's going to see again coming up on this road trip on Monday. He did a great job against Donovan Mitchell in that first matchup that surprised a lot of people. The the, the King, he, Zach Lowe's point is like, I think the Kings be patient. They lost for 20 years. Like, it's okay. Like, I this Keegan Murray is going to be really, really good. And it just felt good in a way because I think a lot of fans in Sacramento see it and we see it and we're like, yeah, Kings. But when you start seeing the outsiders go, Oh, they're noticing what he does on both ends of the floor. Um, it, Keegan's going to be a really good player. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's nice, too, with all of this. It's like when you hear someone like Bobby Marks or Zach Lowe talking about, hey, don't make that panic trade. I know you want it, but you have a bright future. And yeah. You don't want to make point sure is, to not get rid of all your assets and just throw it all away. And, and the then, cap space, and you're going to have to give Keegan a deal. And you yes. want like you want to have the flexibility. So it, be it's, smart. Be yes, be smart, and you also want Key to get his touches. Yep, this guy can score. Yep. So anyway, just I thought the Kings overall did a good job on Tyrese Halliburton, even in those minutes where you know I'm not gonna say he's injured. He's just not 100 coming back from the sure. injury. Uh, Tyrese played 21 minutes in this game. He did have 14 points on six of 10. He was one of three from downtown. Um, he had one assist and five turnovers. There was one where. Tyrese tried to throw a no look that Sabonis stepped right in front of Red perfectly yep. and then pushed. It was just really cool to see. It's, I think it's the quality win for the Sacramento Kings, who are now 28 and 19. Wow. How's, winning team. How's the live chat doing? Hey, if you have not done it yet, hit the thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed. How are we doing, live chat? Um, How are we doing? Live chat? We should mention that tonight's podcast presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. You know what I can tell? These windows behind us, <laughs> those are definitely not Northwest exterior windows. No way. I can hear everything. I, can hear, I think I feel like a breeze coming. It's not good. It's not good. And I would, let me check. Okay. Yeah. These are not simply the best. I can hear that car. I, are we outside doing this? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's why this hotel should go to Northwest Exteriors, call them up. Maybe they get a deal on doing the whole hotel. Anyway, if you're looking for new windows, there's no better place to go than Northwest Exteriors. They have a showroom in Rancho Cordova, local. They're Kings fans, and you got to go to their showroom. Check it out for yourself. You want... I can hear a horn. I know. I can hear a horn. Is the window open? No. Oh, it's... It's closed. It's not Northwest Exteriors, obviously. Anyway, uh, check them out. 
you're gonna not you're not gonna regret getting new windows on your house. Dual pane windows save money on your energy. It's all great. Oh, that's why you need to understand. They are simply the best. Trust Northwest. My favorite part about that is that the live chat couldn't hear the music. That's right. So they got to hear just raw audio of Deuce singing. That's a good point. What do you guys think? <laughs> Damn it. I totally forgot I about that. Oh, my God. Um, I said our Shreve Jewelers moment of the game earlier. Uh -huh. Shout out to Shreve Jewelers, by the way. Uh, if you're looking to get jewelry, why would you go anywhere else? They have been a staple in Sacramento for years and years. Someone tonight goes, where's Deuce's watch? And I said, he needs to Dude, go back to Shreve I know. Jewelers. I'm wearing my Apple watch. I need to go to Shreve Jewelers because they have watches. If you're trying to get married... Oh. Look at your engagement ring there. Or if you have jewelry that needs repaired, needs to be cleaned. Hey, what month are we in? Oh, it's February. Da, na, 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 na. You need na, na, a na, ring na. for Valentine's Day? Da, na, 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 na. You need an na, engagement na. ring? Da, na, 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 na. Go to na, Sharif. Na, 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 na. Yes. I don't know why that went that I way. Know, but, but either I way, it. I liked thank it. you. Thank you. Um, anyway, Sharif Jewelers, moment of the game tonight. I am picking an I'm open. No, you're just picking. Go. De'Aaron Fox, stripping Pascal Siakam, six steals, 11 deflections. Three times you've talked about that Pascal Siakam steal. And because you felt it, you felt it to your core, what it really represented. And I will take that. That will be the Sharif nice win. moment of the game. They're also four and one on this road trip. Ugh. On a seven game road trip, they're four and one. It's such a great vibe. Dude, go take care of business and get these last I two. Know. Get I these know. last two. Um, What's our who's our rock and soul player of the game? Our rock and soul player of the game. Well, it can go either way. I think it could go. It could go dear, and it could go Sabonis. But you know what? I want to give love to Malik Monk tonight. And it, and I mean, it could even go Harrison Barnes in some way. But I think Malik Monk really the way that he stepped up, being a little bit of a funk, you know, not playing his best basketball as of late, and having his bounce back game. You know, I think we should have Co. Rock and Soul you player of the game. You so. literally never believe in that. <laughs> Malik Monk deserves it too because he had a bounce back. I love that Deuce asked me who the Rock and Soul player of the game is. But can, can, um, can I pitch it to you guys? Can I just pitch it to you guys? Pitch it. And shout out to Ryan for being a member again for 18, 16 months in a row. Thank you, Ryan. Malik's a great answer, but for the basketball heads out there, and, you know, Malik Monk did mention him post game to Kessler us. Kessler Edwards. Kessler Edwards may not get another shot at becoming Fine. the rock and soul player of the game. Fine. Can we split it between Monk? Split. You know what? Fair. Or, Fair. Or no. how about this? Rock and soul players of the game? Yeah. The bench. Sure. But I okay. I'm I'm down with that. The bench. The bench was Fine. awful against Miami. Fine. The Kings need their bench to step up. Monk, Lyles, Kessler tonight. Davion. Why do you even ask me then? I don't know. Like you literally ask me and then you always change it. So like don't ask me. You just pick. This is why I just let him pick. And you're absolutely right. The bench, very fair. Uh, Usain Chess's play of the game, Kessler's block on Toppin at the peak. Yeah. That was, you're right. Great memory. Love it. Love it. Uh, all right, fine. Let's uh, let's negotiate this. No, it's already done. It's like, the bench? It's the bench. I, did, I didn't even debate Insert it. graphic here. <laughs> Malik Monk, Kessler Edwards. Davion Mitchell, Trey Lyles, our rock and soul players of the game. The bench is big in this one. 
they came out huge on both sides of the ball, the pace, the defense. Love what they brought. Check out Rock and Soul Diner in downtown Sacramento, just six blocks from Golden One Center. Go watch a Kings game there. Tell them you heard about them from the Do Some Mo podcast. You'll go hooked up. Yeah, Check out know. Rock and Soul Diner in Sacramento. They're Kings fans, too. Duh. That's that's the one requirement. If you are a sponsor of our <laughs> podcast, you have to be a Kings fan. We uh, we go to Northwest Exteriors. We check you guys, Kings fans. Prove it. We Prove it. we do background checks yep, and yeah. make sure that every same thing. Person... Sharif Jewelers. I had no duh. They're the official jeweler of the Sacramento Kings. They made the crown. It's in their blood. Yes, they're Kings fans. Uh huh. Same thing. Rock and Soul Diamond. Hell yeah, I anyway. love it. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Um, Morgan. Coming up next, a quick turnaround for the Sacramento Kings. They take on the Chicago Bulls tomorrow. The Bulls have been off since Wednesday, so they've gotten a lot of rest. Um, Zach Levine is still out. Mm -hmm. (sighs) They've just been up and down this year. Um, Kobe White is a player to watch for sure. He has been really good. It's kind of been a breakout, breakout year for this team, but it's also a team that's just weird. Yeah, they 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 they're a team that feels like they're just stuck in the middle. A team that feels like they need to make some moves to figure out a direction a little but bit. They don't but they feel have got talent. That's it. Yeah, because you go DeRozan. DeRozan's thirty four, but still a good player. Expiring deal. Caruso. Caruso. Any team in the league would want Alex Caruso yep. on their team. He makes nine million a year Ugh. on the all defensive team last year. He's improved his shooting dramatically this year. Um, I mentioned Kobe White, who I think has really come on. Vucevic. Vucevic, you know, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of his. That's fine. But he's still, he can't hurt you. Yes, he can. He can still can. hurt you. Uh, and then they have Zach Levine, and it's just like, what? what is this team? You it's know? surprising. And they're 23 and 26, but they also have nights where they, they can get you. And they've had some nice wins this year, so... I'm interested to see how the Kings look on the on the second night of back-to-back. On this road trip, they've been fortunate. They saw, what, Golden State on the second night of a back-to-back. Uh-huh. They saw Dallas. They saw Memphis. Mm-hmm. And they saw Indiana. So four of the five teams they play on this road trip were on the second night of a back-to-back. And they took care of business. They did. Well, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. No, they did. Yeah. All those. Yeah. Um, so now, they're on the other side of it, going up against a rested team. Th- this would be a nice... You get a that win, and then you take a tough you take on a tough Cleveland team on Monday to end the road trip. But I'd really like to get tomorrow. Tomorrow would I feel like tomorrow would be a great way to carry. I know people don't believe momentum, vibes, all those things, but I do sometimes feel like it can carry into a good consistent streak and i guess my point is is like i really want this team to go home with some consistency and to finish off strong and i think consistency would be winning the rest of these games not easy a six and one road trip would be and then you know who you come home for pistons the pistons is that who it is and you know what they say oh that first game back is always you know at home is always so (laughs) knowing the kings knowing the kings i know they'll win the next two go six and one on the road trip we'll be like fog machine i'm gonna put the fog machine in my mouth so i blow out fog out of my nose no my mouth and then i pass out wake back up and i'll be like oh the kings won and then then we'll be like, oh man, Detroit, they're gonna be they're take care of them and they'll lose at home to the Pistons or some shit. Right. And that's what you don't want to see. But in all honesty, like this next week is is weird around the league. And oh yeah, yeah. The trade deadline's less than a week away. And as it 
we get closer, typically you start hearing a few more rumors that pop out. And that can affect anybody out there. And you're coming back home after a long road trip. So, yeah, finish this road trip strong. Mm-hmm. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But I think getting tomorrow would be really significant. I want it. I think they need tomorrow. And, and maybe this is the spark they need, this whole, like, all-star stuff thing. And I... I I don't know. I'm putting some stock into it. And maybe I'm going to take it. I, I feel like... You said you were over it tonight on no, postgame. Oh, I'm oh, I'm not mad about it anymore. Like, okay. I woke up a little irritated about the fact that the You've Kings did not get day. one All-Star. But now, use this as fuel. And I think they are. Even when we asked Malik, I asked Malik postgame, I'm like, so, you know, fans are upset about it. We're upset about it. Fox and Sabonis don't make the All-Star team. I mean, what was your reaction? And as you said earlier, he's like, we're not surprised. Yeah. I thought he was going to be like, oh, man, they should have been. It was BS. Or, man, my guy's been awesome all year. He's just like, yeah, that's what it's about. Now we got to go get wins. And I went, oh. See, and it's what I said last night when we reacted to the news. The, it, wa- it wasn't just about Fox and Sabonis not making the team. This okay? is what I love. To me, it said that... The coaches, the media, the fans, they don't take your team serious uh-huh. enough. That, yeah, you got the same record uh, as you did at this point last year, but like you haven't been as impressive. You've been you've had to squeak out some wins. You've had some bad losses. Our big guys uh, can beat Sabonis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, did you see the playoffs last year, Sabonis, blah, yeah. blah, blah? And to me, what happened yesterday was the ultimate disrespect Ooh. to the team. Not about just Fox and Sabonis, to the team. Because it, what it said is, you are going to be the only team in the top six in the Western Conference mm. not to have an all-star. And so it'd be weird. one thing, like, there's sometimes there's teams that, are, like, are doing well in a conference where it's like, there's no clear all-star. Sure. You know? So what Sabonis did, he is a clear all-star. It's insulting. And it's... A shot at your team. And so I hope they use this kind of as, as like maybe a come together moment for them. Like, yeah, man, we, we, we don't get any respect. No one cares about us. No one's they don't talk about us on TV. And I think it means even more that the coaches who vote the reserves did not vote them in. That to me is like, oh, it's one thing for the media to shit on us. Sure. Maybe we don't get the fan votes, a popularity contest. But the basketball people, Dude, the coaches that scout you. The, the coaches that game plan for you, the coaches that want to try to go head to head with Noted you. Noted bitches. Dude. Dude. I love it. So I I hope they I hope they knows. I Bill, I saw Bill Simmons tweet about it today. He goes, I think the Kings are gonna have a big chip on their shoulder. As and they should. You let's go. You hope. So show it. Don't just talk about it. Don't just feel it. Don't just do this. I've never understood show that it. saying now that I think about it. What's what? that mean to have a chip on your shoulder? Like a potato chip. No. What's that mean, though? Do you want me to look it up? I need the origins of chip on shoulder, please, before we end the show tonight. Hold on. I'm just very curious now. Because I always say it, like, oh, I got a chip on the shoulder. And I always think it's like, yeah, let's go. Does it mean like you you got like you got dinged up, like a statue got chipped? Let's see. So the origin yeah. of the phrase, a chip on your shoulder, yeah. refers to a practice scene. Uh, let me make sure I should read this oh, before. Okay. <laughs> Morgan's at infowars.com. Read what? (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Uh, 
refers to a practice seen in America during the 19th century in which boys spoiling for a fight would place an actual chip of wood on their shoulders before walking around belligerently daring others to knock the chip off. I, uh, you know what? Wow. I'm going to say this again. Men have always been the <laughs> smartest creatures on planet Earth. I'm going to say something right now. What? I'm never using that phrase again. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why do we use these old phrases? Men are we don't so know. Cool. Like, they got a chip on their shoulder. And I'm th- Morgan's like, potato chip? No, it's like some stupid game. I'll put a wood chip on. And, uh, get hey, this hey, you can't knock it off. You can't. Hey, hey put then, them up, eh? Yeah, and then they get in a fight and beat What's each other up. What's the chat up? saying about this? Here. Okay. There you go. Of course, I didn't, of course I read in Scotty said, Kings are going to lose by 25 from tomorrow. Yeah, Scotty C. Uh, Chewies are saying chip on your shoulder comes from people putting chips on their shoulder and eating later. No, that that's, I like that. You can just kind of like see now that is smart. That's like use it. My whole point though is like yeah, be, be hungry, be pissed be off about, it. be pissed off about it. I want Malik Monk pissed off because De'Aaron Fox didn't make it. I want Kessler Edwards oh. pissed off because Sabonis didn't make it. Anyway, nice Kings win tonight, one thirty three to one twenty two. Um. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. My final thought is one. I want you to go first. No, <laughs> you really do. Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. I don't care. No, go first. Go um, first. final thought. I had a lot of fun doing the the Kings pre half and post with you. That was really fun. Yeah. I felt like we were both very passionate in in every single show, and I think from the All Star stuff. To halftime, feeling, you know, you feeling very confident about holding them to 60 points in the paint. They only made 58 points in the paint. And then the post game, just feeling all the things, like really wanting this win tonight. So, really fun with you. Excited to do another one tomorrow. I'm excited too. I'm excited because it's going to be my last one. And so, oh, I'm doing Super Bowl Sunday against Oklahoma City. I think I only have two more after tomorrow. Only two pre and post games for Deuce Mason after tomorrow. Make make a roar. What do you what do we need to say to people? Like make a I don't know what you're trying to say. What? <laughs> make a roar? What? <laughs> I have no idea what you're trying to say. Like, I don't know. Be loud on social. Um, yeah, no, you go <laughs> protest outside oh, protest. Golden One Center, NBC Sports California. Yeah, yeah. Go, <laughs> make go, a ne- roar. Next King's home game, just go out there like, we want juice. We want juice. Mike Bibby's no. like, what the hell? Uh, no. Um, yeah, but I'm excited to do that again tomorrow. Uh, final thoughts for me. First of all, for our YouTube audience, Ugh. I want to thank you tonight. There's going to be people, thank and this you. is going to irritate me, is like people are going to watch back later and be like, they didn't have audio in the beginning. It cut out in the middle, and they're going to comment and be like, this was awful. You're aw-. Or, hey, your guys' audio is messed up. It was only the uh, ma- laptop audio. We know. But I We're appreciate sorry. you guys bearing through this where it's noted and uh, it'll be better next time for all you audio people. Thank you. But uh, so thank you, first of all, to you guys for being patient with us and listening to the show in this way. We'll be better. Promise you. Uh, next thought. This week is going to be really interesting with rumors galore. Do not share stories or buying the stories from people you don't know if their names aren't adrian wojnarowski sham sharania sam amick 
Mark Stein, Chris Haynes. I don't really care. Like, I, I don't need Joe Random guy who claims he's an NBA reporter because he bought verification on X. Look, here's a pro tip. If you have a Twitter account and you buy verification and you have, like, some followers, you can be an NBA rumor guy. Change your profile pic. Make it you in a suit, okay? Then put your title NBA Insider, okay? Yeah. And then what you need to start doing is putting out rumors like this. I'll give you a, an example. Oh. The Sacramento Kings have interest in potentially making a move before Thursday's deadline. Sources around the NBA believe there is a chance that Sacramento mm. could be in on Kyle Kuzma mm -hmm. and Dorian Finney-Smith. It remains to be seen if they get something done. I got one. Um, That's 600 retweets. The Sacramento... No, not the Sacramento Kings. The Kings are amongst mm, four other teams in the NBA that have... A lot of interest in Mikel Bridges. Yes. Um, sources close to the situation mm -hmm. indicate that Zach Levine is on the table. Oh. It's uncertain whether or not he gets moved prior to Thursday's deadline, but there could be teams around the league interested. If Jeremy Grant is available, there will be teams interested in Jeremy Grant. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think that's good enough. Okay, I don't. Sorry. No, no. It needs to be more like yeah, yeah. you're giving some info, but it's but like that it, was so it's saying, but not really saying anything that, at all. But that it, to me, that was like, well, no shit. Yeah. Like, duh. Like, uh, people would have it, 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 There's just a whole, whole bunch of like, hey, the Kings could be tied to these wings. They have an interest in acquiring wings. Harrison Barnes, mm. Kevin Herter, and Davion Mitchell are names that could be on the table. Cool. Like, you're not reporting anything. So one of my final thoughts, be careful with like all these rumors. Careful. There's a lot of smoke. When the big guns start leaking stuff, that's when you know stuff is really starting to heat up and percolate. Um, next thing. Oh, you have another final yeah. thought. You know, I, I heard my guy Kenny Caraway talk about this today on D-Lo and KC. They did a good show today over at Sky River. Um, and... They were just talking about the perspective, and I think one of his things he was saying is like, "Who's to say like th this Kings team doesn't like play well toward the end of the year?" Like everyone's like, I'm paraphrasing here, yeah, like freaking out like, "Oh, this team's not as good." Blah blah blah. Like this is how the team is going to play the rest of the year. Who's to say? They can make a tweak for sure. Yeah, but. I think this team is capable of playing better basketball. And recently, I think we're seeing it. We're seeing more good from them than we did or in the first like 30 games of the season, in my opinion. I agree. And I'm seeing them play. The, the offense has been better at times. The defense is at better moments. They still have to string it together consistently. But like, let's not lose sight that they're four and one on this road trip. That's a big deal. Four and one on a road trip perspective i mean yeah some and and it's like uh eric spolstra said to his team after finally stopping their yeah. losing skid against the sacramento kings you can't take any wins in this league for granted because it is so hard to win in this league and that's why 
appreciate it, enjoy it, even if sometimes it's an ugly win or sometimes if it feels like, why weren't they winning by 20 the whole game? You got to understand if they get that W at the end, that's very important. That's not easy to do. Well, we appreciate you guys so much for hanging out with us tonight. We'll be live tomorrow night. Again, Kings on the second night of a back-to-back. So here's our game plan. We're going to be on pre and post tomorrow for Kings Bulls. Then we're driving back to Sacramento, and we'll go live once we get back to Sacramento. So I'd expect us... What, what time is the game? Probably, it'll pro- we'll probably be on by 10. 10 p.m. Pacific time. Yeah. Win or lose, we'll be on probably closer to 10 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, we love you guys so, so, so much. But we... Gots to go. Appreciate y'all being here. See ya. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.